0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teacher Cast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making Teacher Cast your home for professional development. This is Educational Podcasting today, episode number 54, the podcast that helps you learn how to bring audio and video into your classroom. If you guys have that podcasting bug, this is a great place for you guys to be. Don't forget to check out all the great resources that we have over at educationalpodcasting.com. And of course, if you're looking to do something in your classroom, head on over to podcastingwithstudents.com. We got some great things going on as we head into the brand new school year. And I have a fantastic guest today. He is a podcaster and one of the hosts of a fantastic show called the On Education Podcast. I want to bring on my good friend, Mr. Mike Washburn. Mike, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Fantastic. I'm thrilled to be here. I am so happy to have you here. We've, of course, been talking a lot this summer and, and talking all about podcasting. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about, the, the, uh, about your show.
1: So uh my name is Mike. I'm from Barrie, Ontario, Canada. Um, one of the hosts of On Education. Uh, the other host is Glenn Irvin. He's in in Minnesota, um, Sauk Rapids, I believe, Minnesota. Um, so we got together and and met uh a couple years ago and and kind of just started doing this podcast in March 2018, I guess is when we started. And uh, you know, we talk about Pretty much everything we we don't uh we don't have a whole lot of limitations on what we get into our wheelhouse so to speak i guess would be uh, kind of games-based learning and gamification um, video game design coding programming uh, those kinds of things, instructional coaching, instructional technology. Um, but uh, we've definitely gotten into things like policy and politics. Uh, we think those things are important um, as well. Uh, we
0: we kind of cover uh, everything. It, it, we're, we're a pretty well-rounded podcast. You guys certainly have a great setup. and We're going to get into all the things about how do you do it, what's your website. We're going to talk a little bit about ISTE. But first, we want to know what you guys are up to this year as the school year is getting started. We know that many teachers out there are looking to find the best ways to bring audio and video into your classroom. And I want to share with you guys some of the great things that's going on. I know that Mike knows this. I know that you guys might be aware of this, but Apple has recently Change the way that teachers can find other educational podcasts. Mike, were you aware that Apple has done dramatically, thi- uh, drastically different things to their podcasting algorithms and and their categories recently? Well, I knew that they changed
1: the categories, um, and and I think that my categories specifically were fine. Like where I was, where I put had put on education, um, so I was kind of following it. I, I know that some educational podcasts um had been kind of shuffled out of old uh old categories maybe causing a bit of consternation but um i guess one of the other benefits of this is a chance to give uh, some of these folks a bit of a reset absolutely on on, on where they are and that's that's not a bad thing
0: And so Apple basically over the last few days, maybe a few weeks or so, um, have been going through some changes over on Apple Podcasts. They no longer have some of our favorite educational categories. They used to have a category called Education Training. They used to even have a category called Education and K-12. And these were the categories where most teachers were finding our teacher-based podcasts. And that is no longer a case. So you know, Mike, there is a great place that teachers can go right now to find... Fine podcast created by teachers for teachers, all about teachers. And I want to remind you guys that there is a fantastic site called the Educational Podcasting Database. And you guys can go to educationpodcastingdatabase.com to find over 140 educators that are out there creating shows just like Mike, just like myself, just like some of your favorite edu uh, podcasters out there. Check it out over at the at the educationalpodcastdirectory.com and find over 140 brand new educators that you can subscribe to and we have links to their subscribe buttons, their websites and all that great stuff over at educationalpodcastdirectory.com. And Mike, I got to tell you, there's a lot of great things that are happening these days in educational podcasting. You guys are mm. certainly one of them. Tell us a little bit about your show. How'd you guys get started? And uh, how'd you meet your co-hosts?
1: So Glenn and I met um, through Schoology. So Schoology is a learning management system. Um, they're they're one of the, the bigger learning management systems and both Glenn used Schoology, and I used Schoology in Canada, and we both became Schoology ambassadors. Um, Glenn, a couple years prior to me being one, but we met at their annual conference, Schoology Next. Schoology Next 2017 we we met. Um, he was doing uh, sessions. I was just there to learn more about Schoology and how we could use it better at the school I was at at the time. Um, and I introduced myself to him and Um, you know, I was already into games-based learning and gamification, which was the session that he was doing. So uh, I told him a little bit about myself and we committed to like, I followed him on Twitter and he followed back and we connected on Schoology. There's a way you can connect with each other there. And we just, kind of talked back and forth for the next few months after that conference in the summer. And then sometime in the middle, um, sometime a few months later, I suppose, uh, I I kind of suggested to him through the Schoology messaging system that I was looking to do a podcast. And I just had this kind of weird gut feeling that he might be, I didn't want to do it alone. I I, I didn't want to do a podcast solo. I wanted to have a partner. Um, so I said, you know, I think that you might be the dude to do this with. Um, and we didn't really know each other. And Glenn actually, um, admits that he didn't really know a whole lot about podcasting, um, and hadn't really listened to many or any at all prior to, um, me approaching him with this idea. Um, He was about to go through a bit of a job transition. So he kind of asked me to put the idea on ice a little bit uh, through the Christmas time, 2017 into 2018. Uh, But then in January, I was right back on him and I said, listen, I think we got to do this. Um, I just have this feeling and we just, uh, you know, he said yes. And, um, you know, we started planning. Um, We started you know, working on kind of uh, how we would do it. We talked on the phone a couple times, um, and then we just kind of went for it. And we released our first episode uh, in March twenty eighteen. We got some help from Schoology financially, which was actually a huge thing for us. Um, they they sponsored our podcast without ever hearing a single episode of the podcast. Uh, It was a, uh, we can't thank them enough. They're no longer a sponsor uh, of On Education, but they um, definitely, we wouldn't be... um, as successful as we are now without what they did for us to start Um, the, the gear, like we're on camera, the gear that you're looking at the, you know, very expensive microphone and boom arm and, and, you know, we bought laptops and, and a bunch of other equipment that we kind of needed to get doing this professionally in, in a level of quality that um, we could both be proud of. Um, Schoology really helped us do that. So the kind of the rest after that March, 2018 is, is history.
0: That is an amazing, amazing story. And if you're looking for all the great information, you can, of course, go over to oneducationpodcast.com. Now, before we get into the how do you record things and and stuff, I got to ask you, you've been doing this now for about a year, year and a half almost. Um, What have you learned? What what have you learned about about yourself? What have you learned about podcasting over that last little bit as you look back and go, my goodness, we've done X number of episodes. Yeah. What are some of those lessons that you guys have learned? We're we're pushing our eighty fifth wow
1: episode now, um, so so we've done a lot in the last year and a half. Um, I tell people pretty frequently that it's easy to do a podcast. Um, it's and it's something everyone should try. It's really hard to do a really good podcast. Um, it, it, there's a difference between. Um, talking on your phone into the mic on the phone and slamming that out on anchor. Uh, and that's, that's a good thing. I'm not saying that people shouldn't do that. And, um, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll bless and support. And uh, even beyond, you know, I had someone ask me to be on her podcast just the other day. And I was at a conference and she was just on her phone and she just pointed the phone at me and asked me a question and, and I answered. And then literally a couple hours later it was out on anchor. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was like, you know, God bless you. That's, you know, if you want to get your voice out there, then you should go ahead and do that. Um, but doing a, and Jeff, you would know this and a lot of the other folks that we, you know, that we talk to, uh, would know that doing a professional level, um, almost stu- like studio quality podcast is incredibly hard. Um, I probably put in uh, 15 to 20 hours a week um, and I have a full-time job. Like I have a day job. Um, so, and, and to be honest, at the start when we were doing this, I was putting in way more hours than that. I was, I was pushing, you know, 30, 40, sometimes 45 hours a week to get started. So, um, you know, doing a really good podcast is
0: is very hard work and it takes a lot of passion. You have to want it super bad. Well, what is a good podcast? I mean, we talk about this a lot in our groups. And is it just good content? I mean, if you go to uh, a a conference, like, you know, we were both at ISTE, right? And for some of us, um, you know, we had different approaches this year. You guys had an entirely amazing 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 (laughs) setup and i had a chance to look at to to meet glenn and talk to him a little bit and see what you guys were doing awesome stuff Mm -hmm. on the other hand i was the guy that was running around the fields a little bit with just a single microphone doing social interviews and taking stuff for for you know live on the spot interviews um what is a good podcast? Is it all about equipment? Is it all about your guest? Is it all about content? Cuz look, I'm I'm just like you. I'm sitting here going, how many hours a week do we spend doing this? Yeah. Um does it matter if you spend 10 minutes editing a show or 10 hours editing a show? Content is content. Right,
1: content is content, and you have to be—you have to come with, you know, a, a thought and an opinion, a, um, you know, a perspective that that people are interested in hearing and and reflecting on and resonating with. Um, you have to like for, for us. One of the things that um, people tell us is, is that Glenn and I have really good chemistry with each other, even though we're we're we have very similar like views on education, but we're personally, we're totally very different people. Um, So, so the chemistry thing is always a little bit weird to hear, but it works. And, and so there's something there. And that's kind of part of the, I don't know, the, 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 that the part of the interesting nature of that origin story between Glenn and I, that, that makes it weird is that I didn't really, know Glenn and he didn't know me, but it's, it's found itself to, to work really, really well. Um, And, you know, I think that there are, uh, you know, production quality was a thing that I was really big on when we started. I, I refused to put something out that had low production quality. So I was, I was playing Glenn or I was telling Glenn, go listen to this podcast. Go listen to this podcast. Go listen to like the daily by the New York times. Go listen to, you know, there's elements, a little bit of maybe some pod save America stuff in our, in our podcast. Uh, There's, there's some elements of the weeds
0: by Vox uh, in our podcast and what do you, what do you mean um, and, by that is that are are you putting in intros are you putting in you know uh, audio clips in between Set, like when you say there's a little bit of this and a little bit of that um talk to us uh, about how are those things influencing your is it influencing your topics your recording your editing what what does all that mean so um you know we we
1: wanted to not be afraid to talk about policy especially when we quickly realized that our views kind of politically uh, aligned even kind of better than maybe we could have even imagined. Um, I I always, now I wouldn't, I would never put a label on what Glenn is. I always joke that I'm, I'm, I'm practically a socialist is what I always joke. I'm not, but uh, I I joke uh, about that all the time. I'm, I'm fairly left leaning and Glenn is too. Um, But uh, so we, we definitely get into politics and we're not afraid to be aggressive about, you know, what we think and what we share about our political opinions. But as far as like technical elements, so things like both in the um, Five Thirty Eight Politics podcast and in the weeds, they do a cold open uh, at the start of their show where it's it's usually funny. It's usually some sort of outtake or a, a joke that, that gets, gets put in right at the top. So we have a cold open, for example, in our show. Um, and we try to find kind of the, the funniest it's usually me the funniest or dumbest thing that's one of us has said and that goes in the in the in what's called the cold open and then um one of the other things that we wanted to have in this i got this kind of thought from thing like something like the weeds um is is really rad opening music so if you listen to on education we have wicked music all of the music underneath our our sponsors ads and the music the opening music is is awesome. It's catchy. It's, it's, um, something you like to hear when you turn it on. Um, I find that there's podcasts that I've listened to where, you know, you hear the music and you are instantly almost turned off the podcast before someone even opens their mouth. And so, um, part of the aesthetic appeal is, is production quality. You have to bring, if, if you're doing again, if you're doing, if you're meaning to do a really you know, high production quality podcast where you're willing to, again, put in like that giant amount of effort to do something that's almost studio level quality. These are, I think, some of the things that matter for
0: sure. So talk to us a little bit about the dynamic. You said that you had the idea, Glenn didn't really understand the concept. So many of us are out there trying to come up with ways to, you know really do those those buddy buddy shows or you know like a few weeks ago we had somebody on and it was you know two people and they they love podcasting in their cars and Me? they have a very simple setup here tell nice. us a little bit about how you guys divide the work cuz i know a lot of people are asking questions like all right if i'm a, if i'm alone how much work is it if i have a co-host is it half the work is it not half the work gotcha. how, how do you guys divvy up all all the all the, uh, all, all the stuff that goes into making the show a success. So, um, I do a
1: lot of the, I do the business aspect because our podcast does have sponsors and there is, um, you know, we would call it a business. We are making money or trying to make money. The money goes towards, you know, letting us go to conferences and, and, and travel and stuff like that. So we don't pay for that stuff out of pocket. Um, so I handle a lot of that. Um, I handle a lot of the guest acquisition. Um, so reaching out to people, um, lining them up, scheduling them, you know, liaising with them when I need to make changes and stuff like that. Glenn's primary role, other than being Actually, on the podcast. And we, I mean, we, our outline work is definitely 50 50. So we, we both work on the outline progressively throughout the week. We record on a Sunday. So we, we usually make a copy of the previous week's outline on Monday or Tuesday. Um, and then we delete out the old stuff and we just start pumping in new stuff. And as the week goes on, we, we continue to add things and the outline takes its shape. Um, right up until Sunday morning before we do uh, our, our recording on Sunday afternoon. Um, so the outline is 50 50. And then Glenn does m- like the, most of, most, if not all of the editing. He's on uh, a bit of a two week holiday. So I've been doing, thank God I actually have editing skills as well uh, because I've been doing the editing um, last week and the episode that is literally going to come out almost as soon as we're done talking. Here this afternoon or this evening, um, but um, Glenn does, and Glenn's a fantastic editor. He does a great job, and there is definitely a quality difference between <laughs> the 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 episode last week and the one that's about to come out, and <laughs> what will happen after that when Glenn gets back to save my ass because uh, <laughs> he's he's a much better editor uh, than I am, uh, and he does uh, he does all of that. So he does the editing um, work, and and I do you know, uh, and, and work on the outline and I do kind of the business side and the guests. So let's talk a little nerd stuff here. What's your editing application of choice? Uh, Glenn edits an audacity. Um, so he uses audacity to, to do all of his editing. It's a free, you know, audio editing software. Um, you know, it's, it's fairly popular, um, and, and well used. Um, I've, you know, when, when he kind of had to send me a template, um this week for for him being away uh, i picked up i downloaded audacity and i opened up the template and i can kind of just continue on where where he left off which is great nice. um we've used in the past we've used garageband a little bit and um, i believe that when we we actually originally had we hired an engineer. Um at the very start. So this is actually a, fu- a little bit of a funny story when we um, we did an episode zero as as most um mm-hmm. studio kind of quality podcasts have done. They do it like a beta episode that no one no one has heard. So there's about 15, 20 people who have heard our infamous episode zero. Um, the content is great, but we got tons of feedback that the quality of the editing was garbage. And and that was me editing. So I'll take <laughs> full, full responsibility for that. Um, but the first thing we realized was that we needed to hire someone to edit for us. Um, So we hired, we went and sought out someone and uh, paid them uh, every month to edit our podcast. And we did that for about a year. Uh, And we took back the editing responsibility um, kind of, I think just after FETC. So in kind of February, uh, 2019, uh, we took back the uh, audio editing responsibility. We wanted to have more control over the, the time that it came out for example like if we really wanted to get it out on a monday uh after after recording on sunday you know glenn could you know put his nose down and and get it done kind of thing right um but also getting rid of the a lot of the ums and the lip smacks and stuff like that our our engineer wasn't doing a lot of that work for us. And, um, we wanted to make it a little bit cleaner. So, um, we had, uh, we had Glenn take back that responsibility and he's done a, an amazing job, but yeah, he does, he does the editing
0: in, in audacity. I I think that's a great story and and something I I highly recommend to any, any new podcaster, you know, look, if you don't have the time and you can find somebody who does a great job, I think that's fantastic. I always recommend for new podcasters, Go back and, and and try to edit your own stuff. It's it's really the best way to not only listen to what you've done, but really learn about your tells, your habits. You know, you, you get better when you listen to your shows. And you know, I I do all my editing here. I know you guys do your editing. It's always it's always great to go back and be able to say, okay, what can I do differently on my intro, on my outros? How am I asking questions? Am I listening? Mm-hmm. Am I talking over my guests? Mm-hmm. Even if you have somebody editing it that week, I still suggest try doing your own edit of a show. Just, just to listen back to your show and see where things are. It's it's, it certainly is a skill that I think all podcasters need to pick up every now and then. Being self-reflective is a super
1: um, important thing for a lot of things in life. But um, I found that as I've listened to the podcast um, episodes that we've done, I've gotten better at the things that I knew I was doing poorly. Uh, like, for example, talking over Glenn. Uh, I am the, and I didn't think this was going to be the case, but I am the uh, more aggressive of the two of us when it comes to talking uh, and and speaking and, you know, being passionate or, you know, uh, verbose, even <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, and so I, I had to you know, find space or I don't know how to phrase it, but I, I wanted, I wanted Glenn's voice to be stronger in the podcast. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing what I could to give him the space to say the things that he wanted and needed to say. So I've been trying really hard to get better at that. Uh, I have definitely gotten better at the ums and ands and us and stuff like that that happens uh when you listen to your very first couple podcasts. you realize how often you say and do those things. um and I do them a lot still now, but imagine I was doing them way more than even now then, and I've gotten better at at catching myself from doing those filler noises. Um, that you tend to hear uh, and get omitted, usually edited out of most podcasts.
0: I I think one thing that we can take away from is the art of listening to each other, not only as co-hosts, but also as your guests. And you know, usually with a co-host, it's like, okay, are you a tag team or are you two singles competitors on the same ring at the same time? And you've seen it work one way and you've seen it work another way. And sometimes I know like when I'm working with some of my co-hosts, you kind of realize, okay, is the show going okay? who's going to step up to make it interesting and to keep the conversations going. And those are things that you kind of have to work on um, as you go through with everything. What what advice do you have for anybody that's out there listening to this on working with your co-host during a recording? During a recording. During the recording. There's the hard one. I,
1: like I said, I, I try to give my answers or my thoughts a little more succinctly than I did in the past so that Glenn has space. He feels like he has the time without us, you know, belaboring on a point or on a topic. You know, if we've spent five minutes talking about something and I spend, you know, four and a half of that talking about something, you know, and he only has thirty seconds. Well, that's that's not cool um, in any aspect. Um, so I definitely want, and I try to give um, what I'm saying. And I'm I'm the one that does not a, is very poor at this. Um, so I'm working on it, and I don't always nail it. But I'm I'm trying hard to be conscious of how much time I'm occupying on a topic, so that Glenn can. Um, weigh in because Glenn is awesome and I want Glenn's thoughts out there just as strongly as mine. Um, he's passionate and he's incredible and he's very, very smart um, and comes at things um, in ways that are a little bit different than me. Uh, and I want those um all of that to be out there so uh i'm trying hard and i and glenn will even admit i i don't i don't nail this every time but i am actively reflecting on it so i'm i'm i guess the the short answer which i did not give you was give people space uh if you're working as a partner um to to be um to provide the answers that they need to provide
0: or the context that they need to provide as well today we're talking to on education podcaster mike washburn about all things podcasting and audio and video i gotta ask you is 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 education from the canadian border um any different than what you see education or educators in the american border i know you have a chance to come into the country a lot you go to different stuff I, i i'm asking you this because you see so many different things happening on social media. And I want to get into some of these topics if you're if you're able to, but yeah. We we've had a lot of stuff. So I'm gonna start the conversation here with from the Canadian border, how are you seeing the status of education? How are you seeing what's happening in American education these days?
1: Oh, how much time do you have, Jeff? This is this is a loaded friggin' question. I know um, <laughs> we 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 talk um we talk a lot about this on the podcast Um, and it's, it's, it's not good, Jeff, Jeff, it's not good, man. It's rough. And I'm, I'm having a hard time talking about it without getting angry about it. And, you know, we're trying to keep our rating, not, you know, with swearing and I'm not, you know, I haven't sworn yet on the podcast, but old buddy, I'm, I come close sometimes and it's almost always when I'm talking about um, the difference between the education system in Canada and the education system in the United States. And I'm not telling you that education Canada is perfect. And certainly um, we're, we're having some struggles right now with some of the people that we've elected recently. Um, but let me tell you that uh, when you have a, an education secretary who's just completely inept at, not only her job, but understanding anything about education at all. Um, You know, when you start there and start at the top and you're already kind of, you know, in a bad spot, it it can't get a whole lot better. Um, I'll tell you one thing, though. Thank God for educators that are passionate and capable and, um, you know, just in spite of Donald Trump and Betsy DeVos and having no money for pencils and friggin' pens and markers and Amazon wish lists and all of this other garbage. Um, despite all that, we have teachers out there that are just absolutely crushing it in the classroom and doing amazing things. And um, it's it's astonishing to me what people do someone someone said um i i I thought there was an amazing take the other day Uh, i had commented about amazon wish lists um you know being disgraceful not the teachers being disgraceful just the idea that you had to have them to begin with being completely awful and someone said you know in the absence of you know these supplies we actually might see an opportunity for teachers to do innovative, interesting, incredible things. And I think that you are seeing that every day in the classroom when you have, you know, teachers who are really struggling to supply for their kids um, the things that they need. um, You get an opportunity to do really interesting work in the classroom.
0: Now, you mentioned some of our edu leaders in, in, in this space here in this country. We've been having some conversations, and I'd hope we can get into some of these topics here in in the time that we have remaining. I don't want to go deep dive, but uh, let's just talk about this. We've kind of started having the not just the edu leaders, but the social edu police, and. I wanted to get your opinion on this, and I'm only asking you this because it says here that you have a podcast about teachers teaching and everything in between. And over the Good. last couple of weeks, yeah. we've had a lot of the in-between where teachers sure. have turned into that edu police and, you know you're somebody who puts out a ton of content. You've got a high visibility and you put out some pretty interesting and controversial stuff. And there's a lot of other content creators that are out there. And you know, I I've come across this myself too, where you see a topic, you want to discuss it, but should you, you Mm -hmm. see a topic and maybe somebody brings something up and you have to ask, should I keep that in the show? Should Mm -hmm. I, isolate that and actually use that audio video clip to my advantage to promote the show and sure. you know we're, we're in a few different conversations right now in various uh social spaces and i i wanted to get your opinion on this as as a content creator as a yeah. podcaster yeah. um do you push let's let me start with these conversations do you push towards those topics or do you react from those topics About a year ago,
1: maybe a little bit less than a year ago, I really sat down and thought about how I wanted to be perceived online. I knew that my profile was growing kind of exponentially. Uh, I'm adding almost 650 to 700 Twitter followers uh, a month right now, which is a a huge number. Um, and, And so I knew that I had to, Spend at least a little bit of time thinking about how I wanted my, me as a person, how is Mike Washburn perceived? And I I came, it came down to this, that I just wanted to be exactly who I am no matter what in what space you interact with me. Um, So the way that you and I are talking here right now is the exact same way I would talk to you if we were talking in person and is exactly the way I talk on my podcast. And I would put almost, I would put every single sentence um, that I've said that I've talked with you tonight on Twitter as well. I'm not afraid of doing that. And listen, if I lose followers because of that well they probably weren't following me you know because of me to begin with and I'm perfectly fine with that so I've decided just to be myself and it's the easiest thing to be I don't have to lie I don't have to fake I don't have to be anything but exactly who I am with the opinions that I have and I don't need people to agree with me in fact um, I would love Um, I'm not gonna say I would love but I don't mind people who disagree with me and I enjoy a good debate just as much as you know the next guy so um, you know and I it's funny when I get into things on the podcast and uh, I start saying things that are a little bit nuts and Glenn starts laughing and I'm like well dude tell me I'm wrong (laughs) like I'm like just come at me if you have a problem with what i'm saying um you know at at me on twitter and
0: i'll go at it with you because i'm fine with it but where's the line here and 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 let me see if i can rephrase this just a little bit um yeah well because i know that there's a lot of you know this is happening on twitter right now well well okay here's the question how do you see yourself how should i see myself how should we as educational podcasters see ourselves i'll give you kind of two lines here and i'd love to debate this one a little bit are we teachers with hobbies or are we educational news reporters and a teacher with a hobby is doing a show about whatever their topic happens to be and that's great whereas an educational news reporter says i see something i want that guy on my show so that way he brings his thing with him and now my show is going to get more ranking because i have that controversy on my show and i'm trying to exploit it does that make sense yeah i'm just not sure that that i
1: like either of those definitions how would you Uh, say i I, am definitely not a teacher with a hobby this is more than a hobby um there are a lot of podcasts that are hobbies on education is not a hobby um, it's, it's, um, it is more than that now, even I think. And it's, um, you know, stay with us folks cause it's, you know, it's going to be even more than a hobby, you know, in a couple of years. So, um, teacher with a hobby, I'm not, not a fan of, uh, I, I, we do report the news. Um, I, I don't consider myself a journalist, Um, I don't have the credentials. I don't have the training. And I think that, um, you know, journalists are people with education. Um, it's, you know, it's, I wouldn't want uh, you know, someone who, um, you know, read about homeschooling and now teaches their, their kid in at home to be called, to call themselves an educator. Uh, so, you know, I won't call myself a journalist. Um, so, I think I, I don't, I haven't really thought about how I define myself in this space other than that. I, I mean, I don't mind being called a content creator. I, I definitely think I do that. Um, I am absolutely an educator, so uh, I don't teach in a classroom anymore, but I'm, I'm, you know, my day job, I'm head of curriculum and training for a company called Logics Academy. Um, I train teachers all across North America on how to use robots in their classroom. I am absolutely an educator. Um, um, So I'm not sure what definition I I land on, uh, but I don't know if I land on either of the two that that you said, Um, uh, even though I do a little bit of all of that stuff. I think that there's, why don't we just call ourselves educational podcasters and then podcasting be you know, whatever it is to whoever is doing it, um, in the time that they're doing it, it can be everything. That's what's great about podcasting. It can be whatever you want it to be. You can you can report the news, or you can speak about controversy and topics that are um, a little fringe or out there, or. You know, get into policy and politics, um, and you can just be a hardcore. You know, hi, welcome to so and so. Let's talk to so and so, and then just get right into an interview. There are tons of educational podcasts that literally say hi, and then just I'm with so and so, and they just start talking to them, and it's it's basically an interview show. Um, so that's that's what's great about podcasting, man.
0: I completely agree with that, and I like the idea, and it's something that I echo too. Of can't we just be Having a good time. Can't we do this for our enjoyment? Can't we do this to, to, to share our opinions and share our, our joy and and love of doing this types of medium? Um, I gotta ask Mike as we go through the you know, a brand new school year coming up. I'm looking forward to some new adventures. I know you're looking forward to some new adventures. Where or I should say put it this way, what advice do you have for any educator out there that's looking to get into podcasting this year, whether it be in their classrooms or whether it be something like what we're doing in our studios, what advice do you have for anybody that's just like, I, I, I want to try this. How does it work?
1: I'm, I mean, similar to the, the advice that, that Glenn and I give people when they want to ask us about, we, we get asked about it a lot with games-based learning, video games in the classroom, stuff like that. That's because that's kind of our, our thing is just start doing it. So you know, if you like, don't be afraid. There, you're not going to break anything. You're not going to hurt anybody. You're not going to, you know, uh, you know, ruin your classroom. Just go and do it. Even if you start small, start with recording. Um, talking to your kids as, you know, anecdotal notes. Use even something like notability or go synth or something where even like voice memos. If you wanna just get your kids used to talking to you out loud on a medium that gets recorded, just go and start recording your kids talking to you about what's going on in their learning. Uh, and then, you know, start to ramp it up, you know, use something like Soundtrap to, to, you know, put music into it and then, um, you know, have longer, more meaningful conversations with your students about what they're learning in their classroom. Um, but you don't have to start with like, you do not need massive amounts of equipment like you and I have uh, to do this. You can literally use the iPads that you have in your classroom or your Chromebooks or your, you know, whatever you can, teachers, you can use your phone. If you're allowed to take your phone out of your pocket in your in your school, go ahead and take your phone out, put on voice memos and just start recording stuff and then dump it into GarageBand and go from there or something like that but you don't you don't have to start with you know thousands of dollars in equipment you just got to
0: start just you just got you just got to start just start creating content and and yeah. listen to it mike i want to say first of all thank you so much for your time today i look forward to seeing all the great stuff that you guys are doing this year and um you know please come on back bring glenn with you and let's continue these conversations yeah thanks so much for having me on Jeff where can we learn more about the great things that you're doing um, I am at
1: Mr. Washburn on Twitter the podcast is at on education pod um, the podcast website is uh, on podcast dot com and I have a personal website um, what is it it's mikewashburn.net. dot net I almost forgot it for a second there uh, so that's the that's the ways that you can get in touch with me and uh, I'm very active on Twitter I do have a a pretty you know maybe not as large as Jeff's but I do have a fairly decent sized Twitter following but I am one of the more active uh, tweeters out there so uh, I'll definitely engage with you if you get in touch with me I'm happy to start conversations with anybody.
0: And of course, all the links for this and all of our shows are going to be found over at Educational Podcasting Today. And you can go to educationalpodcasting.com. This is episode number 54. Talking today to Mike Washburn from the On Education podcast. If you guys are looking to bring stuff into your classrooms today, don't forget to check out our brand new channels, podcastingwithstudents.com, where you can find everything that has to do with audio and video for your classroom and if you are an educational podcaster we would love to have you guys be our next guest don't forget to check us out on twitter at podcasting today reach out to us let us know that you guys are out there this show is dedicated to you guys the teacher who is creating amazing audio and video either in your studios or in your classrooms we would love to have you and love to have you guys on well that certainly wraps up episode number 54 of educational podcasting today On behalf of Mike and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.